This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. My anger on a pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Mankind did it! Chappy Chappy! Beep beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Here we go. How are we going now? Going right now, Vince. Welcome, everybody, to Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. And this is the great uh, TV star, movie star, author, uh, video game player, uh, comic book character, stand-up comedian, bro, Al Snow, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I got I to gotta be honest. Head out. Thank God. I just all I gotta say is thank God. The we ended the show Tuesday night when we did, because uh, just as soon as we ended it, uh, as you could tell, they were starting to organize stuff around me. They were on the pool side. Apparently, they were going to have some kind of party or soiree. And uh, um, as soon as you shut it off, I was like, <laughs> it could have timed out better. <laughs> The lady walks right up. She goes, can I see your badge? I go, here you go. She goes, is that platinum? I look at it. I go, I don't know. She goes, and then he calls this guy over. and Oh, that's uh, that's blue. Uh, that's not platinum. Sir, we're having a party here. You're going to have to leave. And I go, I like, oh, thank God we just clicked off before that happened. Oh, um, my God. I'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> so you, you you just got you just got back a couple hours ago, right? I got back at uh, I got home at about eight o'clock <laughs> this morning. Hour, yeah, about an hour and a half ago. Oh my god, Al! Al, you got to take it easy, man. Oh yeah, uh, no rest for the wicked. Apparently, I'm the right hand of Satan. So you know, <laughs> too too much, man. Oh, yeah, you know, you're living that jet life, jet light, you know. Jet set lifestyle, yeah. yeah. Hey, Al, you want to know something? We were, we were, we had a record last night, but we were pushed a little behind schedule, right? So it was right about the time that eight that dynamite airs, right? Bro, I had not seen this show in oh, well over a year, so I'm like, you know what? Let me let me put dynamite on for 30 minutes, and yeah. then hopefully Jeff will be ready. Al, here's my takeaway from watching that show. Okay. The only people that are going to watch that show are the people that are already watching that show. There is nothing in that show, nothing that would garner a new audience, a new viewer, nothing. You're watching that show if you're watching that show, and and that's it, man. That's it. 
the the experience I've had, and I might have mentioned this, that you know when I we went, they were in Lexington, and I went, and it had happened when we went to like one of the first pay per views. Uh, it was so redundant, like every match was almost exactly the same, and that was that was a commonly held opinion. That wasn't just me saying that. There were other people around me that were remarking about how it was just one thing after, you know, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, okay? From, From the very first dark match all the way to the very last match of the night, every single match had these following things. Every match was went on the floor, Every match threw somebody into the new the new rails. Apparently, they were new. They were testing them out. Uh, every match had dives. Every match had uh, the big uh, exchange, back and forth, chops, slaps, forearms. Uh, every match had a bump on the apron. And uh, every match had false finishes. I mean, I'm not, Vince, Jeff, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you it was literally match after match after match after match that were exactly, it was just how they did it, how they went into it, where it happened in the match, uh, had different outfits, male or female. That was the only thing that changed. I mean, size, appearance, nothing else really altered. It was just so redundant. I mean, just redundant, you know? Uh, and, uh, uh, so, uh, somebody, la- you know, last night had sent me uh, photos uh, from the Yum Center in, in here in Louisville, and man, it it was not good. I did not look good. A lot. It was. Thank God it was close to Halloween because a lot of people came dressed as seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! You you made me laugh, Al. Yeah, no standing trombone on that one. It was trick or treat, and there was clearly a trick on the audience. So. Yeah. I, I think I think you kind of like book the same way, and I think like this is the this is the big issue in the booking. Al, when I was writing for whatever comp- company, bro, the numbers dictated what I put on the show. If if if, if, the, if it was getting over, they got more. If it wasn't getting over, I pulled back. The audience was more or less controlling the show. Through the numbers, they tell you what they like and what they don't like. I never wrote a show for Vince Russo. Right. I, I wrote a show according to what the audience was telling me. Yeah, but the difference there then and now is – Every 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 person who went to that ring was unique. They had their own unique approach. They had their own unique look. That's that's something that's been lost. A unique look. Uh, they all had their own unique character. They all had their own unique style. They had their own unique spots. You know, it, every match was different or had a different feel, a different vibe, a different approach than in every segment that you wrote. Because the talent gave you something that allowed you to have on a two-hour show. How many segments were there on Raw? Like what? Twelve. Twelve. Like yeah, I have twelve. I have twelve on LVW. So you know, you know, and you know as well as I do, the effort is not just to give the audience what they want and what they indicate, but also to give them twelve unique segments. Right. So different and have the show flow and build throughout 
you know, uh, each time. And but like, I, I think like I, th- there's no question when it comes to Tony Khan, there's no question, but I think triple H is the same exact way. They're, is. Booking, they're booking the show that they like. Yes, they are. Absolutely. I agree. I, I you know, and they're, they're booking the show that what they, what they like and what they, and what appeals to them and what also appeals to, the inside wrestling audience. Absolutely. I mean, they, they, they and, and it's reflecting in their ratings and it is reflecting in, you know, AEW's not just the ratings, but now their live attendance, you know? Yeah. You know, that was, did you see the tweet by Cornet? Oh, it was, man. Uh, yeah, I saw, I saw the Cornet tweet. That was a finger boy. That was, yeah. you know, very yeah. good. But it's like, you know, like, you know, for instance, you know, just a perfect example, like Sami Zayn is is a uh, uh, Triple H's boy. Yeah. Bro, he keeps putting Sami Zayn in the main event and the and the main event tanks every time. Bro, I don't care if you're married to the guy. If the numbers are showing you he doesn't pay off in the main event, stop putting him in main events. Well, and he, he's not in any kind of made of an angle right now. Nothing, nothing. Utilizing him to elevate other people at the moment. Let him take two steps back so that you can take him a step forward in the future. That That's how this should work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a step back and two steps forward. And no matter what it is, at some point, eight, no matter what the talent is, that talent it has to take a step down or back. So that they can, you can then move them a step or two forward. Yeah, yeah. Just Al, you you would have loved this man because we always we always hear great worker, great worker, great worker. Yeah. Seth Rollins, great worker, great worker. Seth Rollins, bro, he's in a match on Monday Night Raw, and throughout the course of the match, you know they're doing the crazy bumps back and forth, and Wade Barrett about four or five times. Is is telling the story of Rollins's back, his back, his back, his back. But, but, but Seth's probably not selling. Not once. Not once, Al. Not once. Fighting from underneath because of the back. Not once. He's getting every single one of it. Al, he doesn't even put his hand to his back. And I'm like, how how do you qualify this as a great worker? You don't, because he's a great performer. He's a great athlete, but he's not, and he might be a great wrestler, but he is not a great worker because, again, the definition of a worker is to be able to work an audience. A work is to make an audience believe something that is not real and, and to believe a lie. The lie for Seth in that match is, oh, my back is hurt. I'm in trouble. I need your support because if without it, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it through. Yep. Oh, no, because that means I'm going to have to look weak. I'm not going to get all my shit in. I'm not going to look cool, and I'm not going to impress you. You're going to make me care about you. That's what you're going to do, because you're going to buy into and believe that you need my support. I need to to tune in on the pay-per-view or whatever to see the outcome, because now there's a question and a doubt that you might not be able to win. Yeah. Yeah, it's whatever. But uh, we're we're gonna see how it's done, uh, uh, Jerry, aren't we, man? We've got some, uh, we've got some footage this week. Surprise, uh-huh. surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah, and 
Just want to remind everybody the uh, the ground rules. If you would like to submit, you can email me some clips as well. Let's just uh, no backyard crap. Let's have like actual in ring wrestling stupidity and uh, one email a week and you can submit uh, two videos a week so i'm able to get to everybody's hold on jeff this doesn't qualify for backyard crap because what there's a plastic ceiling yeah there's an actual wrestling ring and people it's an event yes yes people standing in 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 grass throwing themselves (laughs) you know into barbed wire trampolines and stuff no you know those are just morons okay yeah, right. this is another flying Lewinda's act. Yeah, this is an Al Classic. Right? Wait, wait till you see this one. Get ready. Oh, yeah. Give us two questions. Oh, my. <laughs> and again, keep in mind, that was a group of them that all sat in the back and went, you know what would be a great idea? If we all got up underneath you, you two stood on top of us, and then you suplexed him, and you both dropped on our backs. It'll be awesome. Let's see that again, Jeff. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how did they get on top. I have no idea. Yeah, that would that would have been interesting. And why are these guys just standing there, hunched over, and letting them stay? Not moving. Up? Not moving. <laughs> very nice uh, very uh, nice. Uh, all right what's next jeff this is another al clip yeah. this might be my favorite of the week <laughs> oh my. wait run it back <laughs> it's water bottle work is what that is i like this i like this it's very good Watch the look on her face when she gets hit. It's brilliant. Watch. (laughs) I like that, Jeff. I like the big water bottle gimmick. Very nice. He's no Seth Rollins, but you know. Oh, God, that's tremendous. I love that. We sold the water bottle. Yes. All right, what's next, Jeff? The Sin and Bial. Watch how, watch this. Are those those things again? No, no. He, he's putting a stethoscope to check his heart. He's trying to restart it. Oh, God. Watch him miss this. <laughs> this is the best part. He put the trash can on his head. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Watch. The ref is helping, of course. Yes, the ref helped him up. <laughs> and gave him the trash can. Gave him the trash can and watch. He whipped it. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy just proceeds to give him a concussion by beating the trash can. <laughs> no standards. No standards. If anybody wants to tell me we have standards, I'm going to show that video clip. Why right. is the ref giving him the trash can? Why is the ref helping him up onto the ropes? I, I have no idea. That was like the ref that set the one guy on fire as the <laughs> other guy pressed above his head. <laughs> All right, Jeff. All logic is out the oh, window. Oh, my. And you, you know what pisses me off? Is it when I bring stuff like this up, they go, Al, it's wrestling. It's wrestling, Al. It's just wrestling. 
wrestling, you know, oh, geez, I'm sorry. I, you know, I guess we can just, we can get away with absolute murder. Oh, that's right. I remember we had a video where a guy held a knife to another person's throat in the ring. Yes. Yes. All right. What's next, Jeff? All right. This one's sent in by Al and Big Evil Pops. Go ahead, Jeff. And the guy doesn't even move. Now watch the other guy. Run it back one more time. I think they do watch slow the mode. Watch the guy's gonna take it. He tries, and then he goes, "Oh shit!" and dro- drops on his knees. Like, "Oh, that hurt me." <laughs> oh my! God. He even went through the chair. Yeah, he went through the chair. He lived like threading a needle, and it, it helped that he was built like one. Who is who's training these guys, bro? Oh, you know, I, I'm just every time I I am finding new and new material for the syllabuses or syllabi. Jesus, what's next, Jeff? Uh, I believe this is new to the syllabus coming up next week, Al. I haven't seen this before, so. Oh, uh, here. Yeah, whoever made this video added sound effects. It's not in the original. So apparently he's paused right now, like with the remote. Yeah, and What? Wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, he hit the reset button, and the guy took the bump. Yeah, but again, same guys. Uh, pictures of uh, the ring disassembled and, you know, don't dare tell me this is not real. (laughs) Show show me respect for my art. You know, he he hit pause on the guy, then Grundle punched him, punched him in the Grundle, and then proceeded to hit reset and the guy took the buck for him. Take that in. Just take it in. Performance art, Al. It's performance art. We're performance artists. Yeah. All right, this one's sent in by Al. What is this? A plastic storage box work. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Those are plastic storage boxes? Yeah, nothing more dangerous in the world than plastic storage boxes. Now, you know, we, we've talked about the constant evolution of these stunts, you know, where do you go after cinder blocks? Well, the next most dangerous thing are plastic storage boxes. That's where you go. But Al, there's still somewhere to go because you know what I thought this was first? I don't, and, and, and now that I think of it, why haven't we seen this? I thought these were huge blocks of ice. Oh, well, now that you've mentioned it, that's probably going to happen. That's got to happen, right? Because that would hurt, bro. Body slamming somebody on huge blocks of ice. Yeah, watch this onto the plastic storage boxes. I'm sure somebody was like, I need cement blocks, but I can't find them. Hey, don't you have those plastic storage boxes in your garage? Yeah, bring those, dude. That'll work, too. 
And I guarantee you they expected them to shatter, and they didn't. And the air horn guy again. This guy yeah, another air horn guy. He goes to all these events. <laughs> Look at those people in attendance, man. Kick-ass That's crowd. That's yeah. your crowd today, man. That's your crowd. I was watching AEW closely yesterday. That's the crowd. That yeah. is the crowd, man. I cracked up at this because before the ref counts, he he, he clears the mat clears the mat out. You imagine like a like a umpire in baseball, but like guy slides home. Hold on, let me let me clean the plate off, and then I'll call it safe for now. let's get that out of there. Okay, yes. one, two. I don't want to I don't want to injure my hand while I'm counting. Oh my God. First, Jeff, safety first. That's right. Safety first. All right, what's next, Jeff? All right, this is sitting by Al. Wait, what? What? What even is that? Okay. Like that? Just looking at this, looks like he's just he's holding his thing and taped up light tubes. Yeah, and he, he's holding them and then positioning them very evidently so that he can now have them smashed on him. And again, look how many people are there. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. And the guy fell short. Didn't even hit the other guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And I and these people get mad at me for calling it stupid. This is like, man, this is like when you were a kid and you would you would have a puppet show in your backyard and invite people, invite people to the puppet show. That's yeah. exactly what this is, bro. This is like our gang when they had a show in the bar. <laughs> uh, uh oh, the big catch. We got the. He's tell me he's going to hit his head on the ceiling. Sent it by Al. Oh! <laughs> All the guys on the floor went, nope, not today, bitch. What? Nope. Oh, today, I, gotta, I gotta tell you something. At least that makes sense, right? <laughs> Al, at least for once it makes sense. A guy's gonna jump on you, get the hell out of the way, right? Uh, nope, not today, bitch. <laughs> Ain't gonna happen. Uh, you might as well just eat floor, bitch. <laughs> you know, when, when uh, there, there was a, a couple of years ago, Al, uh, uh, disco went back to, uh, uh, impact wrestling, you know, just to do a couple of shows and they wanted him to be involved in this spot. And when Glenn answered, why wouldn't I just get out of the way? Nobody had an answer for him, bro. So they did the spot, and Glenn was the only one that got out of the way. One one time, right, I'm the agent of this match. I forget what it was. It was a bunch of people. Crazy Steve. You know Crazy Steve. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who is what? Legally blind. Say it with me. Legally, Legally blind. blind. Yes. He comes to me and goes, Al. They want me to catch this guy on a dive. I go, Steve, do they realize you're blind that you cannot see? He goes, I know. I told them that. Can you help me? I go talk to them. The guy insists he has to do the dive. I, and I look at Steve. I say, Steve, are you okay with it? He goes, yeah, I can't guarantee I'll be there. Uh, I, don't, I won't be able to see him coming. I go, you do realize that, right? He goes, oh, it'll be fine. The guy goes and dives. Steve is moved. Uh, he's over two feet away from where the guy goes out. He crashes, burns on the floor. When he gets to the back, he's like, "Why didn't you catch me?" I go, "Excuse me, did you miss the?" <laughs> 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 
Oh God! We had that conversation where I in, I imparted that information to you and ex- told you the risk because he can't see you. Oh you know, my God! That's like asking Stevie Wonder why he didn't catch you on the dime. I yeah. mean, you can't yeah. see me, idiot. This this is uh, sent in by L. That's uh, that's called light to bass work. Uh, New syllabus there, yeah. Ah, uh, is that a dude? Oh, that's a girl. That's a girl. That's a girl. So now, yeah, we got light tubes to bare tube, ass. Bare ass, yes. Light they tube. love they those. They, you, you know what it is, bro? They're like, bro, you know what, Al? You know when you were a kid yeah. and you had those little snap of things and you threw yeah. them? In? They love the fluorescent light bulbs because of the pop. Yeah. They, they, literally, they love it because they pop, bro. Yeah. And it, and oh it, God! They just keep raising the bar or lowering it. I guess. <laughs> she's like she's having an orgasm after she got spanked with a light tube. Oh my God! What's next, Jeff? All right, uh, this sent in by Al. <laughs> that doink, uh, Ronald McDonald. Uh, Ronald McDonald. Oh my God! <laughs> you know that name. You know that name for candy glass. Yeah, he gave, he's giving him the tubes, bro. The clown's giving him the tubes on his back. There's at one point somebody in the crowd goes, Chicken nuggets. <laughs> they killed Ronald McDonald. They killed Ronald McDonald. <laughs> uh, the showing will be on next Friday. Uh, all McDonald's employees will be allowed time off work to attend. I'm sure Grimace and the hamburger and Bear McCheese will be there in attendance at the funeral. Uh, I'm sure the showing will be interesting. Ronald McDonald was noted to have a lot of extracurricular uh, relationships, uh, which should make uh, things quite awkward. You know, it's almost like it's almost like out uh, when they're risen a when they're risen a serious injury. They just keep going till this series. I mean, that's literally what it's like. And then they're stunned when a serious injury occurs. Uh, how the hell did that happen, man? I, yeah, yeah. You know, we took every precaution. Really, you took a precaution. You just threw another human being through a piece of glass. You decided to launch him above your head, over the top rope, and threw some stuff onto a hard floor. And you're stunned that he got injured, that he had to go to the hospital. You know. Now what's he going to do when he's going to take care of all his little Ronalds? I mean, he's going to be off work. He's not going to be able to make a Big Mac. You know what I mean? Self-rise. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the ice cream machine's down at McDonald's. I mean, there's no Sundays, you know? Oh, my God. All right, what's next, Jeff? The little Ronalds aren't going to be able to come and be uh, at the base at McDonald's. So, this is, this is sent in by Al. It's not good for 
did he? <laughs> I don't even know how he did that. <laughs> Play that back, bro. How did, how did, how did he do this? So this? This is entrance, I guess, because his music is playing. Oh, what went, what went awry here? I mean. He got in the ring. That's the problem. <laughs> he walks to the fucking ring. Here's a kid in the crowd scream. I don't even know. Wait, wait. How did he do? I, I'm trying to figure out how he did this. All he had to do was flip over the top rope. Correct. Yeah. That's a product of too much mothering, where the mother goes, son, you're so special. You know, you can do anything you want. He believed it. And clearly, it was a lie. His mother lied to him all that time when he was young. You're so good. You're so special. You're such a handsome boy. They're oh, look gonna- at the ref. Look at the ref. Watch the ref. Watch yeah. the referee. Oh, Jeff, you got to play back. Watch the ref. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> look at the other opponents. Look at the other opponents. Watch it. And they go looking for him. Watch. Oof. Now look at the look at the guy come over to the corner, right? And look at the other guy get up there and like he's like prairie dog and he like (laughs) (laughs) where the hell did he go? Oh my gosh! Oh, Oh, these don't stop, bro! They don't stop. Hey, this kid used to work for me in OVW. No way! And now the guy in the the guy in the chair? No, no, no! The guy doing the spot? Okay. Wait, you'll see him in a second. He'll come into camera view. For a brief, I'll just so you wait, pay attention. Don't this is going to be a brief moment that he's going to be in the camera view. <laughs> so Al sent this in. Also, Scott Smith, Tony, Dave, and Adrian Willis. Oh! <laughs> oh! Play that again, bro. Oh my god, bro. Bro, you might as well just get yourself shot out of a cannon, bro. Like seriously, man. Hey, hey, shh. That's that's a spot for next week's show. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Jeez. I know. What's next, Jeff? Uh, this was sent in by Al. Had <laughs> <laughs> some time. This makes no sense. Watch. Now, I want you to explain this to me when it's over. <laughs> explain that to me. How did that make sense? The first guy kicks the first, the guy that's sitting in the back. The guy gets up and no-sells it like it didn't happen. He immediately walks over. The other guy voluntarily allows him to turn him on the mat, knowing what's going to happen, sits there and waits for it, doesn't move. This guy tells everybody quiet. And then kicks the living shit out of the spine of the second guy. How did that make any sense in the context of of a match? I don't get that. I, I made it. I made it make sense in my head. Okay, and it probably doesn't make sense at all. But so I visualize this guy looks way older than the the other guy, right? right. It's his dad. Is it dad? I'm, I'm thinking the storyline is the father's teaching his son how to wrestle. His son hits him with a wussy kick to the back, so he's like, "Now, son." This is how you do it, and then lays in. That's the only thing I could think of. I don't know, <laughs> bro. You <laughs> see, 
That's good parenting, though, because it's like, you know what? That didn't hurt. Here, let me kick your kidney through your spot. (laughs) Al, you see that spot every week, you know, with WWE, AW. The the guy's on his knees, and the guy's just kicking away at his midsection, and he's doing nothing. Yeah. Or where they do the big fighting spirit trade back and forth, and they just stand there and allow each other to hit hit the. Yep. Yep. Makes no sense. Yep. Mm. There's more. Yes, of course there is. This was sent in by Al and Big Evil Pops. I was busy. Oh my God, bro! Jeez. Play that again, Jeff. That that happened too fast. Wrestling with Savage. <laughs> Rocked himself out. Oh, my I mean that was God, directly bro. on the head on the concrete. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know how if he's okay or not. I mean, look at his head—the way it rebounds off the floor. And, he, you know, he's, he undoubtedly has a concussion. You know what I mean? Uh, but, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, all precautions were taken. He did break his fall with his face. So, <laughs> Al, how, seriously, how do you find these? Like, where do you, how, what do you, how do you go about finding all these? I think I'm just blessed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they just find me. They do. They really find me. I, you know, uh, I just, it's starting to get where some people tag me in some of these on social media. Oh my God. You, but I, you know, I'll go to the, on Instagram to the reels, you know what I mean? And I'll just start flipping through and sure enough, three or four videos in, here comes one. Yeah. And oh, God. oh, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go, is that? And I'll go, yep. And I'll send it over. <laughs> oh my God. All right. What else, Jeff? All right, this was sent in by Scott Smith. Now, you guys want to watch the teddy bear at the bottom of the screen. That's where your focus needs to be. Do something silly, Barnaby. Barnaby's on the balcony. Don't do it. Barnaby! Oh, my God! So, Vince, I'm sure you didn't see. The the, the teddy bear jumped off and took out all those people. Barnaby. Yeah, they all sold for this stuffed animal. They threw, they threw a teddy bear off the balcony, and all those guys collapsed like a body had been thrown off. Wait over. a minute. I was thinking this was a guy in a teddy bear suit. Oh. No, this is a, a teddy bear. Yeah, and and, they, yeah, and look, it's somebody's making it look left and right like it's before it jumps. Yeah. Barnaby, yeah, look it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Just a mockery, man. Just making a joke out of it. Yeah, I mean they are I making mean, a joke out of it, bro. They can say whatever they want, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and they, they can they're they're going to use the justification. Oh, did you hear the crowd? They popped and all that bullshit. You know, oh, the the audience really enjoyed that. They thought that was great. Say whatever you want. You're making a mockery of the very thing that you want. You claim you're trying to earn a living at, and then you're going to be even more hypocritical. And then get mad when someone disrespects the business. Even though you, on a regular basis, in front of a paying audience, are going to disrespect it yourself. So don't complain about the results you get from the behavior that you exhibit. What's that? I I just don't understand. from From a fan's point of view, if you're watching this. We want you to believe everything you see on the show, except for when we do this stuff. But please believe what comes up next. Sure, it, yeah. it, 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 it's just 
there's no psychology to that. It's the same. It's the same mentality when it comes to these these you know WWEs now after the show interviews. At least they slightly keep things in character. But the scrum is absurd. absurd. Oh, we want you to believe and care and emotionally invest. But literally, right after you get done watching, we're gonna have, we're gonna sit there and have a rundown of what made the match great and you know what we were really trying to do and how fake it really was and how we cooperated to make it all happen, brother. I, now you've taken me completely out of it, you know. But again, they're not doing it for the the, the general audience. They're doing it for each other. That was done one hundred percent to entertain the wrestlers. That was it. The same, you know, the Ronald McDonald bit, you know, when we've seen uh, the people in the, uh, you know, the um, mascot outfits, you know, that all is done for one reason, to pop the boys. That's it. As long as the boys pop, nobody cares if the audience does. You know, they can insult them. They can... They can literally make them feel like that was the biggest time, waste of time and money and effort to go watch this show uh, as long as the boys thought it was great. All right, and we got one more. This was sent in by Ilya. <sighs> Uh, and uh, you guys on audio, the guy got the backdropped onto a bed of nails and his foot stuck. And he kicked out. Kicked out. And he still kicked out. Wait a minute. I'll play, I'll play that back one more time. I'll play it so you guys can talk. I'll play it without the audio this is time. Is this legit? Like, Watch. Is that legit a bed of nails? Yeah, it's legit. It's not a fake bed of nails. Look, he sticks from his hip down, and look, his leg is stuck. Look, the foot, the boot. You can tell. Look at the board. And he can't can't lift it up. And watch. And look then he kicks out. Look at that dude's forehead. You see that dude's forehead. Out. bigger spots to do. You nailed him to the board, for Christ's sake. I mean... But the ref is wearing gloves. Oh, that's <laughs> good. That's so they good. covered their they covered their bases, Al. The ref <laughs> is wearing gloves. We didn't show the... I, I, I sent those in late, I think. I was on my way home last night where I found some classics uh, where the, there's no ring. It's literally they're wrestling on a tarp in a building in front of an audience on a floor. I didn't see those. I must have missed them. Yeah. And then one of them, one of them, uh, the guy, I forget what he does to the other guy, and then proceeds to spray stuff on his leg and then set his leg on fire and then not use it. And then (laughs) I I want to have a conversation with these people. And go, please explain to me the thought process behind this. Is this it? Yeah, that's it. Because he's got long hair and he's all in black. What are they filming this for? Like a school project or something? No, no, this is a show in a a gym. Now look, he goes up on the stage. He's going to spray the guy in the face with something. Then proceeds to pull it out. 
He's he's fighting to get his lighter out of his pocket. He is spraying it on his leg. He's now going to set his leg on fire. <laughs> it's on fire. Look, his leg is on fire. Keep him. Look, he didn't even use it. Now he's rolling around, and the ref has to help pat it out. There's no ring. It's a tarp on the floor. <laughs> Why did he light his own leg on fire? I don't know. Watch, watch. He doesn't use it in any way. He sets his leg on fire. He sprays what like a can of ether or something in the guy's face, right? Or WD-40. I don't know what it is. It looks like some industrial lubricant. That's so his, his face could have caught on fire. Yeah, his face could have caught on fire. Got the stuff sprayed in his face. The guy now struggles to pull his lighter out of his pocket and now sets his leg on fire with the same stuff he just sprayed, the, you know, and kicked the guy with the, with the burning leg and then did a bulldog and now is trying to pat it out. <coughs> what is going on here? I have no idea. But uh, new syllabus in the work, boys. Uh, uh, how to do... Uh, Ring, no ring work whatsoever because you don't have a ring to work in. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. Sure, yeah, ask me a question. Uh, put some logic to this because I, I, I can never answer this question. All right. I totally understand. It is crystal clear right. why Tony Khan does the scrums. He, he got it from Japanese wrestling he wants to be beloved by all the freaking marks. He's sitting up there throughout the entire scrum. I understand all that. I get that. Okay. Yeah, the real motivation is just to put himself over. Yeah. Why Triple H though? Why? Why would the WWE? Do- I don't understand their motivation for doing this. Because some people within the the locker room. Uh, saw Tony doing it, and um, they went to Triple H, and they were like, "Oh, this will be a you know, this is cutting edge. This is this is the way things are going. It'll be a lot more realistic, kind of like UFC." That's always the reasoning that they use. Of uh, you know, you know, it'll be just like UFC. It'll it'll seem more real. It'll seem more. No, it doesn't. It seems absurd because you know, unless you're going to do it in character. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to maintain what who and what you sold to that audience prior to it, which they don't. They they go off into these conversations and these interviews with that only are to either the locker room or to uh, the um, smart fans. That's it. It's not for the casual fans at all. Not one bit. So now you're telling me that you're only marketing to that niche audience. And no matter what either company says, they're clearly doing that. And they're clearly drawing those niche audience numbers. And that's representative of the ratings. That's why they're getting those ratings is that they're losing the general audience because the general audience has always regardless of how much every one of you bullshit yourselves, they've always known. And they've, they've like, I'll enjoy it if you let me enjoy it, and I'll watch it if you allow me to watch it and right. not rub it in my face. And now it's like, no, we need to, 
we need to, you know, we, we know you know, and we need to make sure that you know that it's all complete, completely utter, it's complete utter farce is what it is. Yeah. Oh, and that, that's why now we see a teddy bear going off the uh, balcony and all the guys collapsing because now it's not about you being, being able to like a magic show. Think about it. If you went to see Chris Angel and Chris Angel literally, no, oh, you're in on it. So you know what? We're just going to make this a farce. We're going to just make it a joke. I'm not even going to attempt to really, I'm not going to insult you by making, you know, going, look, I'm going to try to make you really believe I'm up here doing magic. You know, I ain't doing magic. I'm not going to treat you like I am, you know, and then what's going to happen to his audience. He ain't going to have one. And that's exactly what is happening now because they, and it's not for, it's not for, you know, the general audience at all. It's for all of that little niche wrestling audience. And that's what every wrestling company today markets themselves to impact. You markets themselves to that MLW clearly markets themselves to that, you know, uh, um, obviously AEW without a question out ring of honor had always marketed itself to that niche audience. And we've heard it from the Messiah of wrestling himself, Dave Meltzer, who claims that you have to uh, appeal to a cult like audience just to that niche audience, or you just won't survive. There's no way that you could ever possibly draw a general audience anymore. Granted, that's the same guy that years ago when we were having success drawing a massive general audience, both in WCW and in WWE, had cried for years prior that the end of the wrestling business was nigh, constantly saying that it was going to die on the vine if it didn't adopt the way of Mexico at the time when he was a fan of that and adopt the way of now Japan because he was a fan of that. You know what I mean? God, Al, there was a spot again. There was a spot on Raw. You know, you know the wrestlers, jo- uh, Johnny Gargano and um, the uh, La- the Larue. You know they're married, right? No, I don't. Yeah, they're married. Uh, uh, what's the- Candice Lerae? Candice, Candice Lerae and Johnny Gargano are married. I'll tell you this, okay? Uh, this is a true story, okay? I, 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 and then you can go back. I, I just because you know, uh, uh, I'll give Candice Lerae her credit. That girl has my utmost respect. Do you know why? This is a true story. Remember when we were doing uh, you know, on uh, Impact? I don't think you were there at that point. Um, we were doing the um, um, gut check. Yeah, so, I wasn't there, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. So, do you honestly, I, I, I'm not exaggerating when I tell you, to this day, do you know how many people come to me, hey, Al, can you give me some advice? What can I do? You know, and I, I'm honest, you know what I mean? I tell them, hey, here's what you need, you know what I mean? Uh, and I, I don't hold any punches because how am I going to, how's it going to benefit them if I lie to them? Okay. And I don't try to be offensive or anything. You know, I just say, look, here, I'm going to tell you right now, here's the things you need to do. You know, how many of them have done anything I've told them? Even, even the talent that are here in OVW right now, none, zero, none for decades. I've been in this business five decades, five different decades. And then starting when I was in about eight to nine years, people started coming to me, asking me, what can I do? I saw I've ever wanted to do. One person 
one person, Vince, one person, Candace Ray, sent her stuff in, okay? Sent me her photos and stuff and, you know, uh, and sent me her story. And, uh, you know, uh, I speak to her and I go, look, Candace, I, I got to take this to Bruce and I got to take it to Eric. And I said, and here's the two things. One, your photos. I said, you just, you look like every other indie girl. You don't look like a star. I'm going to be honest. You don't. And I said, uh, you know, and uh, your story, there's nothing there that captivates or catches you know, somebody, you know, I'm going to take this to Eric and Bruce to give you an opportunity, but you got to catch them. Like, give me your real story, you know, something that would they go, wow, that's that, that, you know, people are, an audience is going to be interested in that. The very next day, she sends me, overnights me, brand new headshots, uh, photos. She looks she looks glamorous. She looks like a star. I mean, transformed from the indie girl to this looked like, you know, she could be on WWE like that. Right. Went out, got grant, you know, she lived out in Hollywood at the time. So granted, you know, she could get access to a photographer really quick, but she went, got him, got him printed up, overnighted him, sent me a brand new typed out, you know, here's my story. And then got a spot on TV to have a chance. But she was the only person in at least three and a half to four decades of giving advice was the only one that's ever taken it and done it. Well, yeah, there was a spot on uh, on uh, Raw. That's not a reflection on her at all. But I know, I know. But now, you know, whenever her name comes up, I always want to put her over because she's only one i swear to you is the only one out of hundreds of people that come to me on a regular basis yeah or did anything remotely like what i told them to do so she's wrestling on the show gargano you know wrestled on the same show so al they do a spot where there's this new wrestler zia lee or something like that but the gimmick is she gives larue a kick to the back of the head and 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 candace larue is out she is out cold. Referees doing the X, the whole nine yards. You know, here come trainers. You know, here comes Adam Pierce. Everybody, uh, you know, very, very concerned about her health because she's out. Oh, my God. Guess who's the only one who doesn't go check on her? Well, I shouldn't unless you're – if. You know, because I thought you were going to say the husband came the out. Husband. Yeah, the, hus- the husband was the only one that didn't check on her out. But do, does the general audience know that he's her husband? Yes, they tell that story on television. Oh, well, then, yeah. Yeah. well, then, unless they're now doing something where he might have been dallying around backstage with a girl, and that's why he wasn't out there. You know, like, she fronts him the next week and goes, hey, where the hell were you? I got my head kicked off, and hell, Adam Pierce showed up. Of course, then that could be that they're starting, a, you know, a relationship with those two. Who knows? Let's, let's not that would be good. Out. See that? Uh, that <laughs> they, I want to see. They <laughs> ain't doing any of that, Al. They just, that. they just didn't think to send Johnny Gargano out there. That's all. Uh, yeah, and Johnny didn't think of it, and neither did Candace. Yeah, exactly. All so, right, Jeff. Do we have some news for? Us? We always got to get a little bit of news in there for us. Yeah, we do. So a rumor came <laughs> out. We did nothing but news. Now we just get a little bit at the end. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. As the news gets more boring, but there was a there was a couple things this week. So a rumor came out that 
the locker room in AEW is frustrated because they're now getting their creative plans a lot later than they used to, and they're not being told of the long-term creative directions. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Lynn responded to this, and for those that don't know, he's a coach in AEW. So he responded to this rumor on Twitter, X, and he said, because wrestlers and God knows who else have and continue to leak info to the sheets, podcasts, etc. So Tony tries to keep things confidential. You wouldn't want to know everything before you see a movie, and anyone who leaks info is doing damage to the product and the industry. Well, first off, uh, you know, the wrestlers shouldn't really know, like, long-term creative. That's none of their business. Uh, I know that sounds crazy to say, but here's why. Like, I, I won't really a lot of times communicate a lot of what my long-term idea or vision is, you know, I'll give them, I'll give a general idea, but I don't like to give a long-term thing because what if it doesn't happen? What if along the way things start to change and, and redevelop and we start going off on a different route and now you have told this talent, Hey, this is where we're going. We're going to do this with you. And if, you know, and we're going to end up here, but then we, for whatever number of reasons there was an injury, what, you know, or it just started developing in a different direction. And I cannot tell you how many times that has happened, you know, to where, or the guy that you were just, or the girl that you were just talking to didn't do what they needed to do at the time they needed to do it to make themselves the thing that you needed them to be, to allow you to go to that place where you told them you were going to go. But of course they now just see it as, because they're literally like kids. Now you've told them we're going to McDonald's and we're going, you know, we're going to go to McDonald's and then something happens and their plans have to change. You know what I mean? And you can't go to McDonald's. And now what do they do? They throw a tantrum. They get upset. They get neurotic. They get in their head. They get resentful because they have a fashion from the moment you told them this fantasy, this vision in their heads, this grandiose idea of how this is all going to turn out and they are already anticipating that it's going it's carved in stone and it's going to occur and unfortunately it, a lot of times it is not carved in stone and it is all subject to change i'm sure vince you understand that better than anybody because a lot of times the very person you're talking to doesn't do the things that they were supposed to do that you expected yep. to be able to do yep. to elevate them to the place where you needed them to be yep. so that's why i'm very reticent about communicating too much information. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I, you don't want to do that because if those plans or whatever change, then that creates a very toxic environment in the locker room. But that's not why. That's not no, why. That yeah. why. Because there is no long-term planning. There is no long-term booking in AEW. It is quite evident that the way that, you know, it's being done. I heard a rumor that there were complaints that, uh, that, you know, everything is so last minute as far as, you know, when they get to TV and they don't know, you know, and I, listen, I experienced a lot of that in WWE, WWF. I don't know. How, I never, and that was my own fault because I didn't ask questions, but I don't know how many times I showed up on TV and was like, what, we're doing what? And no explanation. No, Hey, this is what we need out of it. No, nothing. Just here you go. Go on out there. Hey, uh, I got to ask you a question, man, because this is <clears throat> this is what I'm seeing last night when I watched AEW for 30 minutes. 
Bro, first of all, man, I'm seeing so many guys in main event spots that I worked with. So, bro, we're talking night, we're talking 30 years. You know, yeah. Edge, Christian, Billy Gunn, Double J, you know, Sting. The young talent can't get over to take yeah. those spots. Al, can I I, I, I want to ask you an honest question. When what? you're when I'm watching this show. I am just seeing these vets, you know, bro, they're, they're just milking the money, Mark. Like, you can see it. Al, Al would that be in you? Like, I, I mean, seriously, like, if, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're, you're, you're in you, past 50 now, and, you know, you're, you're over there at AEW, and you are in a prime spot, and, like I'm just looking at these guys and, and you could see them like laughing all the way to the bank. The reason they're there in the first place is because Vince thought they had nothing left in the tank. Correct. Right. Yeah. But whose fault is that? I mean, that's the, that would be the promoter's fault. No. That's the all the towns that are underneath them. Why are they not getting themselves over to the point where they can take that spot? Huh? And how is that the fault? And how is that the blame of the guy like a Billy Gunn that truly goes out there and he's the one guy that looks like a star? Right. And tell me he doesn't. No, he does. He, 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 nobody on that roster that matches up with him physically. Yeah. There's no one that matches up with him char- charisma-wise. There's no one that matches up with him timing-wise, ability-wise, presence-wise in the ring. Let's face it. There's no one there. So whose fault is that? You know, that's the fault of all of those younger people in the locker room that don't take chances, don't take risks, and try to go out there and just appeal to the niche audience. Billy, when he goes out there, he still does what he does. And that is, he does Billy, and Billy gets over. And the reason Billy got over in WWE and the reason he's getting over in AEW is because that's what Billy does. So can you get over more than Billy? Because if you can, great, I'll put you in that spot. If you can't, I got to put somebody in that spot, and it just so happens I got to put a sixty-year-old man in there because your twenty-year-old ass can't do it. Yeah, you know how can you? How you know you it's funny, Al, because that's what you're seeing. I was telling Jeff this yesterday. This is what you're seeing on the show. We're seeing these vet, literally veterans in their fifties, some in their sixties. And then you're seeing these 20-somethings that don't look anything like a star. It's like there's no middle ground. Like because that's there's, what you're there's, seeing. Because there's, we, have ton, we, have, we have a generation. We have several generations of – you've got the same thing in WWE. You just don't have the older talent. But guess what? If Billy were free, where do you think he could go back and go and have another run at? Because they had that period, did they not? They brought the Headbangers back. They brought Billy and Road Dog back. They brought several people back to have runs. Did they not? Why? Why do they think they? Why do they still trot out? You know, why are they going to trot the Rock out? Tell me. Why are they going to trot out? Why have they trotted out Goldberg every so often? Why did they? Why did they bring Edge back out of retirement? Why did they? Why you? Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Name a hundred of them. Yeah. Why? Because their younger talent ain't getting over like those people did. Period. 
get you want and you and everyone bitches and everyone cry. Well, he's just he, he's cashing a check. Good for him. Guess what? You want to cash that check? Get yourself over. Crazy, I know, but you can do it. But you ain't got the balls, and you don't know how to do it. Period. You won't take the risks. You'll play it safe. You'll do a redundant match that I've seen for the last eight segments. You'll think that what you do gets over more than who you are and why you do it. You'll tell you'll tell me, a guy like me, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, what is Billy Gunn doing every time he goes out there? Exactly what I'm talking about. And yet you as a talent won't do it. And then you'll cry about the fact that Billy Gunn's in your spot. And trust me, I promise you, there are a ton of them back there that are fucking MJF. They can't wait to stab a dagger in his back and bitch and complain about him and the way he wrestles. Uh, Billy Gunn, they cannot wait to bitch and complain and throw dirt on him while he's out in that ring. Any of the other ones that trot out there, Trish Stratus, brother, they are. They are literally with a bucket, just throwing dirt on her once he's out there. I dare you to get more over. They throw dirt on Roman Reigns because he's so over, he can make his own schedule. They throw dirt on Brock Lesnar and go, oh, he's just a part-timer. I dare, I would love to be a part-timer. I'd love to get so over to where I could write my own schedule and just show up when, when I, you know, I want. And let's face facts. who If Brock Lesnar was there every week, who would he work with every week? That would be like Andre the Giant was, you know, why he went from territory to territory. It was just too big to have in any one territory for too long because it killed the gimmick. And then he was no longer an attraction. Smarten up, people, for God's sake. Yeah. Wow, Al. Yeah, they just had to, uh, I swear to God, bro, they just had to turn Miz heel because they have nobody to work Gunther. Right. Nobody, nobody, there's nobody there to work on the whole roster. But that's, that's their fault because they they just, they right. just well, you know, things have changed. Yeah. I don't know what we could do. They just throw their hands up. The talent can't do it. You didn't, you don't take charge. You don't direct the talent. You don't tell them exactly, hey, this yeah. is what I need to do and this is how I'm going to develop you. You know what I mean? Vince did that. You know, he personally put his hands on Billy and Road Dog. As a personal pro- whenever he had a personal project, he got directly involved and he made them what he wanted to make them yeah. so that he could then have the stars he needed to have and at the at the spots of elevation that he needed them to be. Yeah. You know, and that 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 that's under your control as a booker. As far as the talent are concerned, once they walk through the curtain, all bets are off. You know what I mean? All bets are off. Man, I got to tell you, man, going back to uh, – and then and then we'll wrap it up. But, man, going back to wrestlers, th- this is what you never see anymore, bro. And, and I always say one of the most important things is, bro, whether it's a baby face or whether it's a heel, what's more important is <clears throat> they got to remain true to their character. Yeah. Every character has to remain true to the character. And now I, I tell you what I freaking loved, what, what you did on wrestlers, that they would never do on the main stage. Never in a million years. And and when I watched it, I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's why freaking Al is Al. But you, you got this Haley J, bro, totally out of control, 22, 23-year-old smoking in the parking lot, like the whole nine yards, like a complete train wreck. So what happens, Jeff? They have, she has the death match with her freaking mother. 
Okay, bloodbath, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm watching this. And when this is over and she gets her hand raised and she's walking in the back. I tell her that. I tell her I want you to stop, wait, wait for the audience. And then I want you to walk all the way back. Nobody would have done that, Al. Nobody, nobody would have done that. And that made her. Now, now she's three dimensional. Now she is a real person. Listen, I had to, I, Maria wanted to, oh, I'm going to kick her ass. I go, no, you're not. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's what you're going to do. You're going to shut up and you're going to listen. I said, you are her mother. Do you understand? That means that the last thing you want to do is fight your own daughter. I said, so you're going to take abuse and it's going to happen to where Haley has to push you to where you now take actual physical action against her. Why? Because you're her mom. And one thing that will pain you more than anything is that you are now doing what you have to do to get her under control. And I said, it has to come across like that, Maria. You can't just go out there and wrestle a match. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be reluctant in this. You've got to not want to do this until she pushes you to a point where you have no choice. and You realize it's the only way you're going to get her to stop. Yeah. You know, and make her change. So those were element, you know, that's why I chose to do it. Because I, the only reason I chose to do that match, agreed to do it, was because I knew Maria was intent on doing it. And she had gotten with Greg and he he was fascinated by the idea of doing it. And then they would have just went into Indiana, Southern Indiana somewhere. They'd have, it would have just been a ridiculous, stunt ridden, rest, you know, death match. You know what I mean? It yeah. wouldn't have been any of that emotion. There'd have been no story. And I was like, "Well, if we're good, if this idiot's going to do it, I'm going to help control it." Yeah, yeah. So that business. was tremendous. I mean that that now you care about that character, bro. You know, right? and and listen, I tell these people all the time: it is you don't walk through the curtain and you're a heel or a babyface. It's circumstances that make you a heel That's or a babyface. Right. Yeah, I literally took. Uh, this guy Jack Vaughn, and I, he was a heel, and I literally circumstantially made him the babyface. Didn't change anything else about him. Yeah. Nothing. Just changed the circumstance of who he wrestled. That was it. He became a babyface. Then turned him right back heel. How? Just changed the circumstance. And it all is logical. It all makes sense. And if it were in a real context, that kind of stuff would happen. Absolutely. You know? Because just like in real life, I mean, it, it just is the circumstances, all that changes, whether you're a heel or a baby face in any situation in a relationship. You know, I had to go through that with, uh, you know, and it was really a, uh, I mean, it was really a great experience for me. I had to go through that, uh, Al, when, you know, you know, uh, uh, Vince and Steve were at their height. Yeah. And now Taker kidnaps Stephanie. And th- th- this is not the Stephanie we know today. This was the innocent 17-year-old, wide-eyed, pigtailed Stephanie, right? And Vince Vince McMahon goes to Austin begging and pleading. Like, the la- he's the last guy that can help me. You know, he, yeah. tried, he tried Shamrock. Shamrock failed. Now he has no chance to, to but to go to Austin. And of course, Austin cuts the promo at Vince, but at the end of the day, Austin helped. But I had to convince him, and he kept saying, 
Vince, I hate that son of a bitch. Why would I help his daughter? And I said, because Stephanie's the victim. Stephanie has nothing to do. He's in more over at the baby face because he's the knight that comes in and saves. Yeah, I said she's in this predicament because Vince is an asshole, but she's got nothing to do with this. But I really had to explain to him. And, bro, that was such a great moment because it made Austin a real person just like it made Haley uh, Holly uh, a real person yeah yeah that's the stuff I love that's the stuff they never do ever because everyone up there is just a one-dimensional cookie cutter yeah you know everywhere in in independent wrestling and you know and that's why you know like when Matt Hardy did the broken Matt Hardy and you know MJF does what he does it's because they're the only ones that have any real depth to them they elicit uh, an interest because it creates questions that now force you to have to want to watch that person to, to determine just exactly who and what they are, you know, and that, that, that there's more of a complexity there. Yeah. And you know, that's again, selling who and why not just what. Yeah. All right, Al. Let's now, Al. You you did the mother thing that already happened, right? With uh, Maria, the stand up with the mother in the crowd. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, tell us about that, man. What yeah, happened? They, they, uh, it was a sold out uh, show. Uh, several hundred people there, along with my mother. Uh, and uh, here's what I did: I put her over every chance I could get. At the start of the show, I made sure I told everybody. You know, I'm the person I am because of my mom and uh, she, you know, raised me this way, blah, 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 you know. And then at the end of the show, I said, hey, everybody giving my mom a big hand. So she loved it. She was she thought I did a good job. She did uh, pull me aside. She goes, Alan, I really think the uh, the cursing, you know, you might. Want to- <laughs> Wait a minute. You built her up and then didn't drop the bomb on her at the end. I know. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I did. Oh, that's when she beat the uh, living shit out of my brother one time, we were out real quick. We were, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. I literally, I think my parents were high, right? So my mom's raising four male children, which is basically like trying to domesticate raccoons. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it, right? Uh, my brother, my, my brother Dave is a year older than me. We're both in puberty. And then my brother Ron is two years younger. Me and my brother Chris, three years younger, are about to go into puberty. This is a nightmare for any parent, you know? Right. Well, I think here, then, you know, my mom and my stepdad are like, you know what we should do? We should have a vacation. You know what we should try to do? We should try to create as much stress as possible on this vacation. I have a great idea. Let's throw the kids in the back of the pickup truck that has like a camper, camper top on it. No safety. And... We'll haul a pop-up camper 17 hours down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Nothing could go wrong. So along the way, we get hungry. We stop in a Waffle House, right? Because it's always dinner and a shit show at the Waffle House. And uh, my brother, Dave, thinks he's being a smartass, leaves the waitress a penny tip. So we're out at the back of the truck waiting, and here comes my mom just you can tell, boy, she's marching a little five foot two frame over there, right? And, and all of us, all four of us, are like, you know, like assholes just go pinch shut because we know something's going on. She starts cutting a promo on all of us, demanding to know who 
left the penny tip. Here was a strategic mistake by my brother Chris. He starts to chuckle. She <laughs> starts to cut a promo on him. He kind of cracks a smile. She slaps him across the face. The other, Me and my other two brothers all go, oh, shit, right? He laughs. You know that's bad. Yeah. You, do not, right? you, don't, you don't know so when your mom hits you. Right, right. I swear to you guys, that was the day in the parking lot at the Waffle House. I saw my mother turn into a Hindu goddess and like six more arms sprouted from her body. <laughs> he proceeded to start slapping him from the head to his feet. And he was in such a panic, he started running in a circle. <laughs> and I'm standing there. I'll never forget. I just kept going, turn left. <laughs> if you run in a straight line, she won't get you, you know. And he was so caught up, and she was hitting him so fast. <laughs> He's screaming, crying, just running in a clockwise circle. Oh, Meanwhile, I look up, and every face is against the Waffle House window and watching him. Oh, and my God. Tremendous. Goes the, she stops. You know, he's panting, right? She's panting because she's cutting a promo on him. You know, parents would do I told you. They're talking to him the whole time. And then she's like, she's blown herself up. He's exhausted. He's on one knee. He's got handprints on his forehead, on his arms, on his chest, on his back, on his leg, down to his feet, Right. We pile back in the truck. She gets in the front seat, starts yelling at my stepdad. Just like I didn't do anything. <laughs> and they take off, and we, the minute she turned, her, she turned her back to us. We'd all like ah, laughing at her. <laughs> Went back around. We'd all like. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your brother's been in therapy ever since. <laughs> ever since. <laughs> ever since. Tremendous. All right. Uh, what, what else? So uh, get, give us the rundown, bro. Wrestlers. The only accredited school, OVW, give us it, give us it. Wrestlers on Netflix, Greg Whiteley, a genius of storytelling. You've got to check it out. It uh, is streaming right now. Help us out. Uh, share hashtag wrestlers Netflix on social media, please. Thank you guys, everybody, seriously, for all the support. Um, I just want to keep it going so that we might get a season two. But even if we don't, I mean, it's just been, it's been incredible. It's been amazing. Uh, we are, uh, it's Thursday and it's OVW TV day live every Thursday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time on uh, fight at fight TV. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, if you have more interest in OVW, you can go to OVW, uh, ovwrestling.com to find out where else to watch us. We're on about seven to eight different national networks, reach about a hundred plus million homes from Canada all the way down to Puerto Rico, Guam. Virgin Islands and the Bahamas. Uh, little, not many people know that. I don't know why. Uh, probably because uh, I get ignored by all the uh, newsletters. Um, if you're wanting to learn a lot of the skills that we saw today, how to set your leg on fire, how to suplex another human being onto plastic storage boxes, how to break your fall on a cement floor with just your face, well, don't look any further. You can, because we update the syllabuses in our training OVW Academy on a weekly basis. <laughs> we like to stay on the very cutting edge of, of professional wrestling and all of the work rate that's out there. So if you want to know a different way and a unique way for you to risk your life and limb, well, hey, we're going to teach you. 
Come to OBWAcademy.com today. We're the only uh, actually accredited by the State Office of Proprietary Education as a trade school for professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and broadcasting and work rate. So just be aware of that because there's no other place that you're going to learn all of those skills that will really generate not just opportunities, but opportunities to spend the rest of your life in a wheelchair. Or if you're interested in my stand-up comedy, you can watch it on Premier Streaming Network right now. Uh, did a live stand-up uh, act with my partner, David Voxmollen, from the Historic Zanies in Chicago. Uh, right now, I don't, I don't have another date for stand-up uh, yet live, but when I do, I will let you know. Uh, if you are interested in comic books, you can go to brokeniconcomics.com and check me out there. Uh, if you are interested in movies, I'll be, I'm in a natural, it will be releasing in 2024. Uh, and I'm also starting to film homeless for the holidays. Uh, we are Christmas comedy film. I will be doing in January. Um, he's too much, bro. He's like the, he's like the ever ready, ever ready bunny rabbit. Bro. I'm also doing uh, zombies or us, another comedy, uh, that one I'll be doing probably in February or March. Um, the book, if you're interested in me and my career, you can go to amazon.com. You can see uh, self-help uh, life lessons from the bizarre wrestling career of Al Snow. Uh, you can check that out there. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at the real Al Snow on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, all those different things. Like, and you can follow my adventures where I was out in LA by poolside while doing Vince's podcast on Tuesday uh, at the AFM, the American Film Market. Yeah. No green screen for me. I'm out there living the big life as I got out of the pool after uh, after the show went off. Hey, Al, uh, EC3 was telling me, yes, it is a big one coming up with him and Jesse Goddard, huh, bro? What, what, what's that going to be on, Fight? Uh, we, we, it will be on Fight. Uh will be a TV special. It will be the Tuesday. I think that's November 21st, week of Thanksgiving, because we always do it on the Tuesday on Thanksgiving, not on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, title versus title. I'm setting that up tonight. Uh, where EC3 will put his NWA World Heavyweight title on the line versus Jesse Goddard's National Heavyweight title. Uh, because in OVW, the, OV, the National Heavyweight title is the number one contender to the uh, NWA World title. Yeah. Uh, in uh, OVW. Kind of like the old territorial days, you know. Crazy. That kind of shit actually worked, but it's still yeah, right, right. Is, uh, is Does it look like another sellout tonight? Actually, yes, it does. Oh, that's awesome, man. That is, that's great. Seven weeks in a row. That is great, man. All right. All right, Al. Go to work, bro. Say goodbye to everybody. Oh, and if you guys want to get you know, check out the shirts I wear on uh, Wrestlers, right. go to PowerNobleBrand.com. Use Snowman for 10% off. All right. See you guys. Hey, goodbye, Al. <laughs> oh, my God. Bro, I swear to God, I, I, I would never be able to keep up with his schedule, man. He's my age. No, and I, two, two more movies out of nowhere. Oh, by I the way, no, I, 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 I could never, I could never keep up with his schedule. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on in your world, Jeff? Well, guys, we got some new stuff coming to Patreon this month. We got a brand new show, upgrading Better Call Khan into the Tony Khan and Dave Meltzer comedy extravaganza that will now be twice a month on Patreon. Also, our Russo Raw members. You now get to partake in a monthly roundtable where you'll get in one of these StreamYard hangouts with 
Vince and myself and other people at the tier, and we'll just chat it up. So anybody at Russo Raw gets to partake in that. You're going to be doing bro rants of the week coming up. And um, the Cash Trading the Marks extra special that we do monthly on Patreon is now going to be available at the Super Bro tier. So you guys can check all that out. Bunch of different tiers, of course, Disco, EC3, Master Shoot Theater, patreon.com slash RussoTWC. Yeah, guys, just trying to give you more of what you're telling us that you want, man. So I hope you check out the new tiers. That is it, everybody. For me, Jeff, and Al, we'll see you next week.